Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, a production of SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley. Without further ado, enjoy the program. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is proud to sponsor the monthly Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight podcast, highlighting member businesses, events, and organizations. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce exists to promote businesses and events in the Monta Vista area. They serve its members and the community at large by planning and hosting many local events, social media promotions, advertising, and help to improve community relations and communications among the residents and guests of the Monta Vista area. Their mission is to advance a sustainable business environment and improve the quality of life for the community. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is located at 947 First Avenue in Monta Vista. You can call them at 719-852-2731. That's 719-852-2731. Or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. That's montavistachamber.org. And check back at the beginning of every month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast. Coming up on this podcast are three special interviews. The first is the April 2021 Chamber of Commerce Business of the Month Cielo, featuring Chief Executive Officer Lauren Howard. Following that is one of April's featured businesses, Colorado 4x4, featuring owner Neil Gatrell and co-owner Tammy Forsyth. And wrapping up this podcast is the other featured business for April, Ecodynamics, with CFO Marie Pescatori. Please enjoy this informative podcast. I'm Adam, and this is the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce Business Spotlight Podcast for April 2021. You're looking for high-speed internet service that's not going to break the bank? Believe it or not, you don't have to look any further than the Valley's premier fiber-optic broadband internet service provider, Cielo. They deliver what other broadband companies in our area simply cannot, reliable connections at cutting-edge speeds. And for the sake of full disclosure, yes, we use Cielo. To find out more about their mission, vision, future expansion plans, everything they offer, and even more, we got together with Lauren Howard. Lauren is the Chief Executive Officer. Lauren, welcome to SL Voices, sir. Well, glad to be here today. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And as I was remarking uh, beforehand, you're no stranger to the microphone. <laughs> no, we have a little common interest there, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. First, let's get your story and tell me, where are you originally from and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm originally from Michigan. Grew up in Holland, Michigan. Been in the electric power business for a long, long time. Going back a little bit, talk about Cielo, maybe a connection with Cielo. Sure. Worked for the Holland Board of Public Works in Holland, Michigan, which is a municipal utility. And we installed our first fiber there in 1993, so a long time ago. Wow. Have a little bit of history in terms of fiber optics and telecommunications. See, what else? How did I end up here? Let's see. Uh, I like to say I've been a rock climber and a mountaineer for the last 50 plus years and still engage in that little activity. And then add to the fact that we have uh, two children and eight grandchildren and some in uh, Denver and some in Albuquerque. Made for a natural choice to show up in Monta Vista, Colorado at the San Luis Valley Rural Electric Cooperative. So you're kind of halfway between both families. It was halfway. That's a smart move. I like that. Lauren, do you have any particular hobbies or special interests, things you do in your off time? You know, I said I've been a rock climber and a mountaineer for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
As you know well, I've been a ham radio operator. I like to put that in there and uh, do a little promotion for K0SLV. And if you're interested in ham radio and amateur radio, come out and join the club. Absolutely. Put that little plug in there for a common interest there. That's great. So do that and like to rebuild old Jeeps. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Another part of this podcast is the Jeep Rescue People. It's a brand new business just east of Monta Vista. And that's what they do, in part, is restoring old Jeeps and uh, go out four by fouring and, you know, all that great stuff. Yeah, I've been meaning to stop in there because I've got uh, parts of a 46 I'm resurrecting. I have a 47 that's all been rebuilt. I have a 48 of a 1960 and 1952. Oh, my goodness. I bet they don't talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Well, Lawrence, the Yellow is the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce's Business of the Month for April, so congratulations. Well, thanks. Let's talk about Cielo, and please feel free to get into as much detail as you'd like. First, what is your mission and vision? Well, let's see. Back, I came here in 2011, late 2011, and uh, the board of directors here at San Luis Valley Rural Electric was very interested in broadband and looking into developing a service that would benefit the valley in terms of telecommunications. You go back to 10 years ago, telecommunications and broadband internet access here in the Valley was pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. You, know, you had a couple of choices and they were okay, but not really what everybody needs. And certainly jumping ahead to today, you know, with all the pandemic, kids learning from home, people working from home, et cetera, et cetera, certainly highlighted the need for that. So anyway, the board of directors for San Luis Valley Rural Electric was really interested in that. We did a feasibility study and jumped into the whole telecommunications business with internet access, principally fiber-based. We do a little wireless, but principally fiber-based internet access and uh, phone service under voice over IP, VoIP. If you would briefly cover the services that you offer, you're offering to both residential and commercial or business. First off, you have three tiers of high-speed internet itself. Yeah, we do. So the internet for residential, it's uh, 50, 100 and a gig if you really wanted a gigabit. <laughs> wow, that's fast. <laughs> that's a lot of data. That's a lot of data. You know, it's probably, honestly, it's probably more uh, bragging rights than anything else <laughs> <laughs> for most folks. And we pretty much offer the same thing uh, for commercial, though we are coming out with more tiered rates for commercial. And probably in the end, probably do that also for residential. But we've had a lot of requests lately for more tiered rates between the 2500 and a gig for commercial. So we're going to come out with some tiered rates there in the next few months. Mm-hmm. And probably back up and do that for residential too. So obviously internet access. And you mentioned telephone too. And telephone. It's a technology called voice over IP, VoIP, VOIP. And really it uh, works as well as a traditional POTS plain old telephone system services before and almost everything today is digital when you're on the phone everything gets transferred as digital voice so it's really like a standard phone but again it's, it's over the internet it's as over the to... internet yep it is uh-huh let's say if i wanted to switch can i keep my existing phone number you can you can it's called porting your phone number okay so you can keep your same phone number it's going to take a little while for us to put in the port request to do that but yeah, absolutely you can keep your same phone number we have two packages there, a basic package, which is just kind of local phone calls. And if you make a, if you make a long distance call, we charge you, I think the charge is six cents a minute. But you can have a full service too, which covers long distance for almost all the United States and some other countries. Okay. We also have packages where, you know, if you have some long distance, some specialized countries, you can sign up for that also. Wow, so there's all kinds of things available. There are. And you even offer some free Wi-Fi hotspots here in the Valley. Well, yeah, you know, St. Louis Valley is a not-for-profit organization, uh, the Rural Electric. 
And really, though, Cielo is a separate corporation in a subsidiary of, of San Luis Valley, essentially a, a for-profit corporation, you know, we look at it the same way. We really are very, try to be very community-minded. We try to do a lot for the community of San Luis Valley Rural Electric, but also Cielo. Probably the first place we did it was actually over at Chapman Park. I don't think it's been happened in the last year or so because of COVID, but they have a cross-country race. Mm-hmm. And they needed, you know, one of the things they need internet access for is to do some of their uh, keeping track of runners and posting results, et cetera, et cetera. So before that, we went and put a Wi-Fi hotspot over at Chapman Park and made that available to events like that. It's public, and you, you know you can uh, just go over there and sign up for it. Actually, if you look at the on the little restroom building there, there's the <laughs> SSID and the password right there. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've expanded that. I think we have some done in uh, Sanford and Lahara or in up in Center. Well, that's great that you offer that service for people. If someone is interested in Cielo in this high-speed fiber internet, they want to upgrade. Yes, like we did. Okay, where in the valley is this available now? Well, gosh. Dang near everywhere. Really? <laughs> really. Our bill, we started in South Fork. Mm-hmm. South Fork was all built up. Uh, we went up to Creed two, three years ago. We actually went up to places like Hermit Lakes. If you look west of us, mm-hmm. uh, west of Monte Vista anyway, right. pretty much everywhere has been built out with fiber. We've covered about half of Monte Vista. Mm-hmm. That's the west half. So think of maybe Adams Street West. Okay. And we do go a little bit east of that. But this year, we'll probably finish up Monte Vista. Center, Sawatch, uh, Moffitt, Lahara, Sanford. We're working on Manassas. So most of the valley, we've started in the west side of Alamosa also. And we've also gone east and gone to Blanca. So we have fiber in Blanca too. So we have covered almost all of the valley. Probably the last piece after this year left will be Alamosa. You're even up in Crestone? Yep, even in Crestone. I understand that's like a wireless deal. That's a wireless. All our electric up there is underground. So we've been working on uh, doing some replacements in the underground. As we do that, we're making provisions for fiber eventually. Uh, the town and the Baca uh, eventually will be converted to fiber, but that's going to be a few years to get through all that. What would you point to, Lauren, as Cielo's most outstanding accomplishment in the past couple of years? Really pulling out the stops to get everybody connected, everybody that needed connections when this whole COVID thing, the whole pandemic thing came. When it first hit, we, we really worked really hard, like in the town of Center, to uh, connect some folks, students in particular, sure. that didn't have internet access. And we hooked up, I don't know, gosh, in a very short order, a couple hundred. Recently, actually just in the last year or so, this year anyway, we did kind of the same thing down in Alamosa. We're working to try to do something down by San Luis, you know, to bring some additional internet access availability down there. So I think probably of all the things that we've done in the last year or two, the you know, really community-minded work mm-hmm. is really trying to help out folks working from home, but also uh, students. It was a big change, wasn't it? That was a big change. I'm not picking on Cielo, but uh, I understand there was a bit, a bit of a backlog when this first started. Because people really didn't expect this to happen in the first place. <laughs> they didn't. But we worked really hard to get people connected pretty quick when, when it kind of all happened about a year ago. We actually made that change around that time, too. It was, I would say, less than a week from the time we made the call to we were hooked up and flying. At the end of the day, Lauren, on a professional level, what drives you to do what you do? Making a difference. Yeah, I mean, that sounds trite. I get it. But if you look at what uh, San Luis Valley Rural Electric did with Cielo, 
The electric business, I mean, if you go back in history, right, you go back, because we've been here 80, 85 years or so, rural electric cooperatives brought electricity to farmhouses where nobody was going to bring it. Right. So kind of the same thing is with Cielo, bringing a needed utility, something that's pretty difficult to live without these days if you want to, you know, work from home, or you're a student, shopping, et cetera, et cetera. Making a difference is really probably the driving force behind REC and me. Making a difference to bringing value and quality of life to the Valley. Well, I got to tell you, again, it's incredibly fast. We could have a couple of TVs running, grandkids over on their tablets. I could be on my laptop, and there's just no lag time. There's no lag, yeah. You know, one of the things we, Cielo is very careful about is making sure that our backhaul out of the valley, which we have three circuits today, leaving the valley, two that go over Levita Pass, and one goes over Pancha Pass, in terms of making sure we have diversity, geographic diversity, and redundancy in our backhaul out of the valley providing the service. Those go to Denver today, and we're working at turning up a circuit that goes down to Albuquerque in order to try to add reliability to our service. It's kind of like electricity, you know, to make sure we don't go down. Now, it happens from time to time because things happen. Very rare, though. Yeah. I've noticed, again, just over a year, I think, we've had service now, and we might have had one outage in a year. That's insignificant. It's nothing right. compared to some of the other services. <laughs> <laughs> As we've grown, you know, we provide service to some banks, hospitals, schools, mm-hmm. you know, which you can say, yeah, if you're a residential person, yeah, okay, if your internet's down for a period of time, that's one thing. But hospitals are 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So we want to make sure that our services are up and available as reliably as we possibly can. And we continue to expand that. Lauren, why do you think local organizations should join the Monte Vista Chamber of Commerce? In other words, what benefit do you see for businesses? It's kind of like CLO. I mean, being a member of the chamber helps our community grow. And being involved, and, and you look at some of the organizations, not only CLO, but REC, Rural Electric, some of the businesses in town that have you know, members of that, you know, that helps our community, our town grow and be successful and thrive because we all live here. We all want a nice quality of life and be able to work and live and shop here in the Valley and, and in Monta Vista. And being a member of the chamber really helps promote that. You mentioned, of course, and obviously they're sister companies. We're focusing mostly on Cielo. Anything in particular about REC you'd like to say, though? You know, REC, you know, when you come to the electric business, you have what they call certificated territory. So, you know, we don't serve the towns like Monta Vista and Alamosa and Del Norte. Excel does that. But you're everywhere else. But we're everywhere else. REC, one of the things we have is, is a foundation which helps folks who need uh, some assistance to pay their electric bills. We're working to set up the same thing for Cielo. So, you know, if you're a family and you've got some kids in school and need some financial assistance, mm-hmm. you know, we're working to help set that up and be able to help you. Wonderful. Lauren, anything else you'd like to mention, sir? Well, you know, we certainly would like to, you know, have the Valley community, you know, come and take a look at uh, Cielo and see what we offer. We think we offer a pretty world-class service in terms of phone and internet. And uh, it'd be nice if folks would come out and take a look at what we're doing. And easy to find, of course, your website, Cielo, C-I-E-L-L-O.com. And of course, all this contact information will be on this podcast page, so you can stop by and check them out. They're on Facebook, Twitter. We'll have the coverage map on there and a lot more information. And keep in mind, too, the focus of Cielo is on innovation and progress. They're bringing new opportunities to our communities here in the San Luis Valley. They're not just offering broadband that unites us here at home, but to the world as well. It's cutting-edge speeds, great customer service. Lauren, thank you so much for your time, sir. Well, I appreciate being here, Adam. 
educational off-road classes, recovery classes, hosting trail rides in the San Luis Valley, meet and greets for various four-wheel drive vehicles, and more. These are just some of the plans of Colorado 4x4, a locally owned and operated four-wheel drive specialty and repair shop in Monta Vista. Colorado 4x4 specializes in all four-wheel drive repairs and modifications, as well as custom fabrication. They strive to fill all of your mild-to-wild needs, and of course the basics, oil changes, repairs, alignments, and things like that. Want to find out more about their mission, vision, and everything they offer, we got together with Neil Gattrell. Neil is the owner, and Tammy Forsyth, co-owner, right-hand person, go-to person. I heard a lot of titles for you. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Welcome to SO Voices, both of you. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for inviting us. Let's go around the table first and briefly get your story. First, where are you originally from, and how did you end up in the San Luis Valley? Neil, why don't we start with you? So originally, I'm from uh, southern Ohio, corn country. There ain't nothing to do. And that's actually how I discovered four-wheeling was we didn't have anything else to do. Mm -hmm. But the terrain there is all big mud, and, you know, it's a different kind of wheeling than what we have here. I got hooked. I fell in love. Life took me to North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Following the service, I got out, looked for a change, went to North Carolina. That's where I discovered slow and rock crawling and much more technical stuff. Teleco National Forest was known across the world. They hosted two major events every year, and that was really where I started to hone my craft. From there, I kind of just took a year off, puddled around, and ended up here. What branch of the service are you in, sir? Army. Appreciate it. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And again, you wandered around from Ohio to North Carolina to way out here. What have you done over the years? Uh, as little as possible. No. <laughs> <laughs> I started at uh, Great Lakes Chevrolet in 1983. And that's really where I learned to do just basic run-of-the-mill stuff. Early on, I was into dragsters, cars, you know, anything that would go fast. Once I figured out if, you know, I drive something like that, I'm not going to have a driver's license. I figured I better turn to something a little slower. Uh-huh. That led me to Jeeps. I ended up with a Jeep and a deal gone wrong, and, and it really just kind of turned around. I mean, I fell in love with it from there. My wife actually insisted that we keep it, and for months I didn't drive it at all, but once I finally had the opportunity to drive it, I was hooked. You know, and of course I stayed with Chevrolet, I went to the service, worked as a mechanic while I was in the Army, mm-hmm. got out of the Army, and you know, the dealership that I'd worked at had restructured their pay. So it just wasn't financially or economically intelligent for me to stay there anymore. A dealership in North Carolina offered me a foreman's position there, and I took it. I stuck with them for about five years, and then that's when I finally figured it was time to go out on my own. So I opened the first business, was there 15 years. Finally, it just kind of got to a point where I was done with North Carolina. I wanted something different. They'd closed Teleco. All of the really good wheeling on the eastern coast had come under fire, and pretty much we lost everything that was worth doing. The advent of the JKU came across, and we only had one park. It was about four hours from us, and it really wasn't that exciting. And then, you know, you had this flood of, you know, newbies that didn't know anything about being off-road. So it just really became a giant weekend party, and, you know, it just wasn't fun to be there. I'd sold the business. I had the opportunity to travel a little bit, so I figured, why not? Um, I went upstate New York. I wheeled a lot of that area. Mm-hmm. Tell them about, like, you bought this XJ, and that was your home. Well, yeah, I'd, I'd actually, I bought an XJ on Craigslist for 500 bucks. And gave up everything. Yeah, your I, house, I did. I walked away from all of it. Yeah, yeah I, I just was burnt out, kind of at that point in my life where I, I wanted different. Adirondacks? Catskills? Uh, actually, I did Catskills, Adirondacks. I mean, I put a little over 10,000 miles on up in literally all of upstate New York. It's a beautiful country up there. Oh, breathtaking. Well worth the trip. I had a friend that was in that area, and they had invited me to come up and stay with their family and while I was off-roading, so it was nice. Give me a home base. I could go out, wheel for a couple of days, and come home and you know have like a normal life for a couple of days and then go out again. 
My daughter lived in Southern Ohio. So I left that area, upstate New York, came down, saw my daughter for a little while, and uh, did the 900-mile lower loop of Kentucky they call the Kentucky Adventure Trail. Again, spectacular experience. If you've never been there, it's one of my favorites. I had met some friends in Kentucky. We had talked, and uh, Easter Jeep Safari was coming up in Moab. I enjoy going to Easter Jeep Safari, but I don't enjoy Easter Jeep Safari. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Again, the whole newbie nuggets. Right. They, you know, you get all these newbies that come in, don't know what they're doing, and they clog up the trails. So what I did was I got a hold of the schedule, and whatever trails they were wheeling, I would wheel the off trails. So yeah, it was a great idea. Honestly, it turned out to be like the best time I'd ever had. Like anybody that's ever been to Moab will tell you it's a breathtaking place. Mm-hmm. I got to spend six weeks there. I got to wheel all of the places I could dream of. Just really got to enjoy the experience. I didn't feel like I was under pressure to help anybody. During that time, I wheeled with Nate from um, Dirt Lifestyle. Nate, the guys from Bleep and Jeep. Tim from Bleep and Jeep and I have known each other for a couple of years. We're both being Cherokee fans. Mm-hmm. We had known each other prior We'd wheeled a few small places together, but Moab, you know, we got a couple of days to wheel together uninterrupted, had an awesome time, did Pritchett Canyon, Potato Salad Hill. It was just great to see somebody that was doing it on a large scale. So from there, I got kind of bored. We had some friends that were getting ready to head to uh, Southern California. So I hung out in LA for a couple of weeks. LA being the city, I wanted to get away from people. So I headed down to Baja, California. Baja, California was more or less just laying on the beach, being lazy. And, you know, the term is overlanding. So you're basically on two track from one location to another, hang out for the night, a week, whatever you feel like. Baja was real desolate. You're right on the ocean every night. My Spanish is not so great, but you figure it out. You know, I was down there and a a buddy of mine called me and they was getting ready to do the Gambler 500 up in Denver. Nick literally called and he was like, man, Gambler 500, how fast can you get here? I was like, man, I'm on the way. For those of you that don't know the Gambler 500, you take a $500. Chunker. Yeah, thank you. I was trying to find a nice word for it. You just get as outlandish and crazy as you want. And you try and run 500 miles through the woods with it. If you survive, great. If you don't, no big deal. It's part of the fun. If you've never looked at a Gambler 500, get online, check out the Gambler 500. It was a lifetime goal for me. You know, I got to do it with a super great guy that I wheeled with over years. Nick's a terrific dude. Like, I literally boogied out of Baja, California, came up here, grabbed Nick and Alamosa, and we went up to the north side of Denver, did the 500. Coming back, I was kind of didn't have a direction. Mm-hmm. You know, for a little over a year, that was kind of how I lived my life. You know, I had the XJ and that was all I had. You know, if I wanted to go do something, I could go do it. Well, a guy in Del Norte actually had talked to Nick. Somebody had taken his Jeep apart and not been able to put it back together. Uh Uh-oh. Well, it it happens. I didn't really have anything going on. You know, I always needed to make a little money, so I figured, what the heck, why not? So we put that Jeep back together, and while I was doing that, somebody else approached me about a similar situation. So we put that together. Well, in the mix of all of that, I met Terry Gillette out in Swatch. Mm -hmm. Which, if you've never been to Swatch, stop, go look at the museum out there. It's unique. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And you know what? Education. Every time I'm out there, I learn something new and I'm a history buff. I'm totally fascinated with World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. Terry has forgotten more than I've ever learned. So it's cool to be able to go out there and actually learn something from somebody that knows more. Sure. And what does he call his museum? Does he call it the Jeep Rescue League? Yeah. Or, oh, he Jeep does call Re- it the Jeep yeah. Rescue League. <laughs> We're going to talk about that more in a little bit. Yeah, yeah we will. <laughs> so I'd gotten to know Terry. I'd met this girl online that really wanted to do the Trans-American Trail. I was a little freaked out by her because she was mean. But, you know, we had the opportunity to come up. We were able to secure some sponsors to, to go do the Trans-American Trail. Tammy had never done any overlanding on that kind of scale. You know, I thought maybe it'll be a chance to convert one of these newbies to our old way of life. 
and we did that. We had that adventure. It was a little over a month. We covered, it was like 30,000 miles in that month. It was a bunch. I mean, we literally made two complete laps of the entire continental United States. Wow. Yeah. And we got lucky. I mean, we got together with some really big names in the off-road industry. You know, we were able to have a lot of the ride paid for. We had a good time. We got to meet Sam Carrero, LT from LT Right Knives. And that was kind of our deal was, you know, even though we were on the Trans-American Trail, while we were on that trail, we were trying to stop off and meet some of the other... Sponsors. People. Well, not just sponsors, but people Fans. that contribute to the four-wheel drive industry. Blue Ridge Overland Gear was yeah, one. Yeah, Blue Ridge. And we got to meet a lot of people. I mean, we've met some fans, some people that, you know, had followed us online, people that now we know and love. I, you know, actually, Angie's coming up from... Pine, Arizona. Pine, Arizona, mm-hmm. for our grand opening. One of the things that's always kept me in the Jeep life is the fact that no matter where you go, you have a Jeep family. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that year of kind of overlanding or adventuring or, you know, just experiencing life to kind of get back to what I fell in love with. Man, I was super blessed. I got to meet people that I'd talked to on Facebook for years, but never got to go meet. You know, that kind of meandered my way around the country and brought me here. And then Tammy and I had our adventure and, you know, our adventures now led us here to do this. I would assume, Neil, beyond jeeping, you probably don't have many other hobbies or special interests. This is your life, isn't it? A lot of it. I mean, I'm a gun nut. I love to shoot. (laughs) But I feel like guns and Jeeps kind of go hand in hand. You know, anybody that hunts probably owns a Jeep. And if you don't, you probably want a Jeep. But I do like to shoot. I'm an avid shooter. I shoot a lot of ELD. But yeah, this is all consuming for me. We talk about Jeeps from morning till night. and In your dreams. and <laughs> Yeah, I, I have a few, a few nightmares about it too. So we're really blessed. I feel like this is the right place. I feel like we have the right building. I feel like we're doing the right thing. And, and most of all, I feel like kind of God pushed us a little bit here. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like not to be overly religious, but I feel like we had a little nudge in this direction. Sure. It's funny how things work out when you shut your mouth and just let the plan unfold. Amen to that. All right, Tammy, what about you? Where are you originally from? I grew up in Minnesota, North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. And I was in television news was my passion. Really? Yeah. I wanted to be a sports director. Then it turned into news. And then I became a news photographer. Um, It got too cold up there in North Dakota. So I got a job in Charleston, South Carolina. Was a news photographer, assignment editor for years. And then um, got pregnant. Wanted to start a family and quit my job to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. To be able to afford to live on one person's salary, my husband and I moved up to the D.C. area. And I raised two kids for, gosh, 16 years. Some people call it a midlife crisis, but I call it a midlife change. I was like, my kids were getting older. They didn't need me as a mom as much. And I couldn't go back to television news because news has changed considerably since I've been there. And I won't get into that because I think we all know. And I didn't know what to do. I was like lost. And I was tired of the minivan soccer mom life. And I saw this Jeep that you could put the top down. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is so cool. And so we traded in our minivan and I got a Jeep Wrangler and I didn't know what model to pick. And I asked the sales guy, what are all these models? And he's like telling me about the Sport and the Sahara and the Rubicon. And I'm like, well, what's the Rubicon? He's like, oh, it has the off-road package. And I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do that. I don't even know what that means. So I got my Jeep. And that night we were with some friends and I'm still struggling with, God, what do I do with my life? And one of the neighbor moms suggested I do a blog. And I'm like, what's a blog? And so she told me what it is. And I'm like, well, what am I going to blog about? And she says, blog about being a Jeep mom. 
So I'm like, okay. And I just like kind of winged it from there. And I had to get on social media because you have to be on social media to have people come to your blog. And that's when I found this community, this Jeep community. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all these Jeeps. And everybody has their Jeep different. It's unique and they can make it unique. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to make my Jeep different. I'm going to, you know, add this and add that. And I started buying stuff. And, you know, at the time I didn't have a job. I was still a stay-at-home mom and I needed to find ways to make money to buy my Jeep parts. So I, <laughs> I conned my kids into... Um, um, selling their Legos. They had mounds and mounds of Legos and I would put them on eBay and we'd split the cost. And I was able to buy my first Jeep part, which was a front bumper, which I put on myself. And some aftermarket companies started taking notice of this Jeep mom who's never been in the business. And, you know, they reached out to me and all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, it just kind of started spinning out of control. And I started a YouTube channel because that's what you do. Everybody has to have sure. a YouTube channel. And I started doing these, you know, corny little videos. And Neil still thinks they're corny little videos. Ugh. From an avid off-roader standpoint, it hurts to watch. Actually, yeah. if you watch our videos, Neil is very old school and you build it yourself and you do all this. And it's very hard for old timers to accept the newbies. That's what they call us. We're the new JKU newbies. And, you know, we just go out and buy something and have someone put it on. If people didn't do that, you wouldn't have a job right now, though. To some extent, yes and no. I mean, you're right. We do have a hard time. The old timers do have a hard time accepting the new school guys. But a lot of that comes with the attitude that because you went to a dealership and you spent 50 grand on something, then towed it to a shop and spent another 20 grand in upgrades, right. you're not entitled to anything. No. Like you're still a newbie. And that's where it really gets confrontational. Is that the right word? For you. Well, because I know what I'm doing on the trail. It really burns oh, yeah. me up when some newbie gets on that trail and either destroys the trail or happens to just throttle it to death. Right. You know, I mean, I've spent hours on a trail waiting on somebody to get out of the way that never should have been on that trail to begin with. Colorado 4x4 is one of the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce's featured businesses for the month of April. So congratulations, you two. Thank, Thank you. you. And let's talk about Colorado 4x4. First, what is your mission and vision? My main goal is to make dreams come true. I'm a diehard Jeep guy. I'll never deny that. But if you own a four-wheel drive and you have a dream, I hope that you'll bring it to us. Even if we don't do any of the work, like if you just need guidance, if you want to know where parts come from or where to get parts at a reasonable cost, you know, if you want to drop it off and turn it into a turnkey deal, we can do that too. But really, we're here to support the four-wheel drive community in the Monte Vista area. And not only that, we have four-wheel drives brought from all over. So if there's something that you want to do and it involves a Jeep or a four-wheel drive, we hope to be able to provide you with whatever answer you need. So you're not limited to just Jeeps, though? No. Over the years, I deny it, but I've owned Toyotas and Land Rovers. And you can't be in the four-wheel drive industry without buying a few things that are off-label. And it's more than just fixing Jeeps and building Jeeps and four-wheel drives. We want to build a Jeep community here in the Valley. Okay. I think that's missing here. There's no like one place where you can go to be part of a community where we can like get a group of people together and go off road on the trails or get a group together and have meet and greets and have a community. So these are some of your future plans. Then. Yeah, exactly. It really surprises me for as good as the off-roading is in this area that there is no Jeep club in the San Luis Valley. How are we missing this? I don't know. Why did you choose to locate right here in Monta Vista? I don't think we did choose. I think God led us here. I don't feel like we made the choice. I feel like this is kind of like where we landed. Neil taught me something on the trip that we took when we first met. 
because I was like really stressed because I had a plan. We had to be here, 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 and here. And stuff happened and you get diverted and you get off that trail. And it's like, you got to let the journey lead us. You got to let the journey lead you. God has a plan, Mm -hmm. you know, and you just, you can't stick to your plan. You got to go with the flow. Things are put in your path for a reason. A lot of it comes down to just learning to enjoy the moment that you're in. No matter what we do in life, no matter what our plan might be, you know, you can't get so hyper-focused on the destination that you miss the journey. Really, that's kind of how it's worked for us. Because we were going to go to Arizona. Yeah, honestly. And then all of a sudden, here we are in Monta Vista. Yeah. And where is your shop located at? We're basically where the old mattress place right across from the Loves, right on the main drag going through Monte Vista. 1636 Grand. 1636 Grand Avenue. Yeah, you can't miss it. There's like 10 Jeeps parked out front all the time. I'm going to say, just look for the parked Jeeps. Yeah. Yeah. What are you planning on offering as far as services for people? So we're pretty much a one-stop shop. I can do paint and body work. We do restoration work here. Any kind of fabrication or any kind of... Regular repairs, oil changes. Regular repair, maintenance, upkeep. Just about anything you should need, we should be able to help you with. And you've got a grand opening coming up, April 10th? We do, April 10th. What's planned? Oh, we have a whole day. Oh. Nine to five. Some of our sponsors have given us some giveaways, t-shirts, sweatshirts. We got a gift certificate for some Jeep cables. We're getting some food trucks here. Chef Charles, the barbecue guy, Mountain View. We're hoping to have an RTI challenge. Oh, we're going to have an RTI challenge. What is an RTI challenge? It's to show how well your vehicle flexes. You drive up a ramp, just one tire up a ramp, and it shows you how your Jeep flexes. So basically, RTI stands for Ramp Travel Index. The way RTI works is it's a 35-degree angle. Then as you travel up that angle, you go up until you either touch a fender well, until a tire touches a fender, or a tire leaves the ground. Once that happens, you stop, and then you're assigned a score on how far that distance was. Okay. According to that number or that score, then we'll put everybody in line, and then we'll be awarding prizes for number one to however far down we go. So if people have a Jeep, they need to bring it. Yeah, don't underestimate the newbies. The JK and JKU in stock form is a pretty flexible Jeep. And the longer wheelbase does help. But I will say I've seen some old XJs that'll blow the doors off of a JKU. This is more of a fun thing. Nobody in the Valley's had an RTI ramp. We have one, so why not put used to it? It costs us money to put it together. Come by, use it. Really, it's a tool to help us tune a suspension in better. It gives you a chance to find where your shortcomings are in, in your suspension and how to make it work better. We definitely need to let Lauren Howard know. Lauren, by the way, is the CEO of Cielo. He's a part of this podcast earlier in it, and he told me that he likes rebuilding old Jeeps and is meaning to come down to see you. He's in the middle of rebuilding a 46. He has a rebuilt 47, a 48, a 60, and a 52. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I figured that would mean something to you. Yeah. Well, when he comes down here, let me know in advance because I'm sure him and Neil will be talking for hours. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. And I'll go like get a massage or get my nails done or something. We have a, what, a 47... 51, a 60, 69, 71, and an 84. And a 2015. We touched on some future plans. You mentioned 4x4 weekends. What other kinds of things would you like to see happen here? I'd like to have a monthly meet and greet where off-roaders, overlanders can get together and share stories and get to know each other. We want to do recovery classes. Neil is an expert at recovery. Just to teach people safety on the trails. But not just recovery, though. Like, really, what I'd like to do is teach the finer intricacies of the Jeep life. Okay. You know, the situations that we find ourselves in, not just recovery, but trail etiquette. 
what's Tread polite, lightly. what's not, what's acceptable and what's not. Like Tammy mentioned, there's a huge rift between the old school guys and the new school guys. You know, like anything else in life, there's a polite way to do this. Right. So we'd like to meet monthly and pick a topic and whatever that topic is, expand on it. You know, I'm 30 plus years of doing this. I've wheeled a lot of the country. I feel like I have a few things to offer. Mm-hmm. Not just recovery, but whatever that topic is, we'd like to get together once a month, have a, you know, maybe a lunch or, you know, whatever, cover maybe an hour long class and then go do a trail ride. Learn something and go apply it. Yeah. Right. You know, some some way to reinforce it. But really, we'd like to bluster the Jeep community here, you know, kind of help build it up. And maybe even people who, and this is something that infuriates the old schoolers, is people who buy Jeeps. Most of them don't know how to put it into four-wheel drive. They, you know, don't know how to use it properly and maybe help them to learn how to properly use their Jeeps and off-road vehicles on the trails. Let's mention some of the basics. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really like an open discussion group or, you know, a forum. And Tammy's right. You'd be surprised at the number of people that don't know how to put the Jeep in four-wheel drive. Or some of the Jeeps have all these fancy buttons and they don't know what they're for. And that's the thing. I'd like to create a safe environment where people can come in and whatever it is that they're not aware of or uncomfortable with, whatever that situation might be, I'd rather you learn here in the parking lot. We do do off-road recoveries. We did one last week that was very dangerous. This girl put herself in a bad situation. It definitely could have resulted in everybody in that Jeep getting hurt. So we'd like to head some of that off and maybe provide a safe environment where people can get whatever they look for whatever it is they need what is the jeep rescue league south actually that's something that i pestered terry about terry and i have a an absolute love for all jeeps Mm -hmm. so tammy and i when we first started this we'd go driving through the boondocks and i'd see these jeeps out in the field and i'd make tammy stop and go beat on the door and i'd be like man will you sell me that jeep it kind of hurts me to see a jeep sitting in a field that has not seen any love in a long time We all know that guy. It's not for sale. I'm going to fix it up. Well, I got news for you. If it's been in your yard five years and you ain't put a part on it, you're not fixing it up. But Terry and I got together and literally we just started running through the neighborhood. And if we can find a Jeep somewhere that is in need of love, we go in and kick on the door and will you sell me the Jeep? Once we get a hold of it, generally we make it run and drive and do what it's supposed to do. And then I like the term rehome. We get that Jeep out of a neglected, bad situation, and we fast forward it to somebody that's actually going to love it and put time into it. We have one out front right now that we're about to rehome, and we have actually one out front that we did rehome. So that's kind of the thing is, is the Jeep Rescue League is really about saving the old Jeeps, getting them into homes that are actually going to love them and take care of them. This whole thing started actually with Tammy. When we met on the trail, we had discussed, how many Jeeps have you driven? And her answer was one. Yeah, my Jeep Wrangler. Yeah. It was better than none. It's a start. Neil had a goal to get me behind the wheel of all the different Jeeps. The YJ, the CJ, the XJ. I haven't done that yet. You haven't driven an XJ yet? No. How have you not driven an XJ? I don't know. If you guys, one of your listeners has an XJ, bring it by. We need to take Tammy for a ride. (laughs) Tammy, you mentioned a little while ago that this Jeep Mama thing, which is something really unique that you do as well. You've got your own YouTube channel. You're actually part of a different podcast. It's okay. We can talk about it. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about all of this. I discovered that was my passion. That was my next step in life, my next journey in life. My blog is about my journey in hopes to inspire other women in the Jeep world or even other people. And I have. There's people from all over the country that is like, oh my God, I saw that you were able to do this modification on your Jeep by yourself. I can do it. And so they do it themselves. They are not afraid to go out and wheel now. My YouTube channel is just sharing my experience. Like, hey, look what I can do. You can do this too. To share what I've learned about the Jeep life. Mm -hmm. 
And early on, when I first got my Jeep and I was blogging, these two Jeep guys who have a podcast that was called the XJ Talk Show, XJ is the Jeep Cherokee. So they invited me on to interview me and to ask me about being a Jeep mom. And all of a sudden it turned into I was a host. In 19 episodes, will be on episode 500. We do it weekly. Wow. So this has been since 2014. Since I moved out here to Colorado, though, it's been a little hard for me to be on it live with them. So I just submit a recorded Jeep Life. That's my segment. Just sharing my experience about the Jeep Life. So it's the Jeep Talk Show podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can download it everywhere you would your podcast. Great. And of course, your blog is Jeep Mama. It's M-O-M-M-A dot com. And of course, all these links will be on the podcast webpage. If you want to look up more about Colorado 4x4, Jeep Mama, all the information will be there so you can stop by and learn more about what they're doing. At the end of the day, you two, on a professional level, what drives you to do what you do? For me, it's the Jeep community and having a group of people that share the same passion. You always hear you won't understand because it's a Jeep thing. And until you get involved in the community, you won't understand because it's a Jeep thing. It's just a certain lifestyle and a certain passion that people who off-road and have Jeeps have. But while you kind of lightheartedly pick on the new people, you actually do really welcome them in to learn as well, don't you? Yeah, you know, we want everybody to be on the same page and to have the same passion and to understand their responsibility to the outdoors. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we really need to touch on is is the East Coast has pretty much lost everything that they have to enjoy outdoors. The BLM or my friends at BLM have closed down, I'm going to say roughly 90%, 95% of any trails they have on the East Coast. Pretty much all East Coast wheeling is privately owned off-road parks. People west of the Mississippi, I don't think they appreciate what they really have here because you are free to go on the trails on public lands. They don't have that on the East Coast anymore. No, they don't. And BLM has turned their focus on us now. We're under the gun as we speak. Core in the northern part of the state, they're not doing a thing. They're really not. They're succeeding without a fight. Here in the San Luis Valley, we have an awesome opportunity here. We're completely off the radar. I really don't tell them. I would like to unite the community in two purposes. One, education, and the other one is to unite our voice so that when BLM comes here or when BLM gets an idea in their head that they're going to come after our trails, we will have something to go after them and and stop them in their tracks. Going forward, I hope that the community here will be able to pull together and fend them off. I would like to know that my kids and my grandkids are going to be able to enjoy this life as much as I have. So why do you believe local organizations should join the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce? What do you see as the benefits? Networking. That's how we met you guys. I just think networking and getting to know your community, it helps you as a business. Some of it's peer-to-peer. I really do appreciate the fact that I've met other people that own businesses here in Monte Vista that have been super helpful with direction or like we're putting a machine shop in now. Some of that equipment is 14, 15,000 pounds. It's awesome to be able to call somebody and have, you know, Evan come over with one of his own trucks or come over with his front loader or, you know, whatever we need. Evan comes over, helps us out. We got to know him through the chamber. We've gotten to know Ron and Jim and you guys. And it's just like you become part of another community. You know, you got the chamber community and you got the Jeep community. Honestly, I really appreciate the group of people in the chamber. Everybody has their own personal agenda. I mean, I definitely get that. But it's great to see everybody put that on a back burner and come together for the good of the community here in Monte Vista. One of the things that really attracts me to Monte Vista is the fact that it's really growing. And I like the way it's growing. 
Anything else that either of you two would like to mention? You know, right off the bat, I'd like to make sure everybody knows our doors are open. Please, if you have a question, if you have a comment, if you have a concern, there's something you like, come by. You know, if your thing is wobbling on your vehicle, yeah, you know, please. Neil will take a look at it. Advice is free here. The one thing that I don't want to see happen is, you know, you end up in some backyard guy that's doing repair work in a potato bin somewhere that don't know jack about nothing. If you get a sketchy feeling about this guy that's trying to work on your vehicle, maybe you shouldn't be there. And that's regardless of what type of four-wheel drive it is. We have a Suzuki four-wheel drive in here right now that I'm working on. So regardless of what it is, if there's a question, a comment, or concern, please stop by. Advice is free. We do offer towing and recovery now, so if you do find yourself in a bad situation, don't push it and make it worse. Pick up the phone and call. Tell me anything to add to that. I would just say, yeah, we have an open door. If you get stuck on the trail, give us a call. And don't forget, we have our grand opening on April 10th. We'll have giveaways and food trucks and our RTI challenge. And you can come in and take a look at some of the Jeeps we're building. And hopefully we'll have some of those older military Jeeps from Swatch out on display down here too. Terry's going to bring some down. Yeah, Yeah, from the Jeep headquarters, Jeep Rescue League headquarters. And absolutely. I mean, we're bringing in prizes. Jeep cables and t-shirts from Rough Stuff. We're still waiting for some stuff to come in, so you'll have to come here on Saturday and find out. I certainly invite everybody to do. That's Colorado 4x4. Again, they're specializing in all four-wheel drive repairs and modifications, custom fabrication. They're doing all kinds of neat things. Come on out and see these folks. Learn some things. Tammy, Neil, I want to thank you both for taking time to talk to us, and I certainly wish you the best with your new business here. Thank you. Thank you. Did you know that Monta Vista has a high-tech craft manufacturing facility? We do. EcoDynamics is a family-owned, success-oriented job shop business featuring a selection of the latest state-of-the-art machinery, including metal laser cutting, plate rolling, and precision bending. We caught up with CFO Marie Pescatori via phone to find out what's happening at EcoDynamics. Unfortunately, due to time constraints and her current schedule, Marie was unable to get with us to record a new podcast. She did say that they continue to be really busy and are very thankful for all the business. When asked about the swoop of the crane silhouettes, Marie expressed her gratefulness to the Monte Vista Chamber for continuing to work with EcoDynamics on this wonderful project and that they are very happy to be a part of it. SL Voices originally spoke with Marie in December of 2019. Here's that interview. I'm Adam, and they say if you really want to know what's going on behind the scenes in a business, go talk to the secretary. They almost always know what's happening. So to find out what's going on with EcoDynamics, we are talking to Marie Pescatori, and she says it depends on the day, whether she's secretary or CFO. Either way, welcome to the SL Voices studio. We appreciate you stopping by and telling us what's going on with EcoDynamics. Marie, where are you originally from? I'm from Sweden. You are? Yes. Well, how in the world did you end up in the San Luis Valley? My husband, Tom. Okay. Is he from here? No, my husband is from uh, Luxembourg, Europe. Okay. And you decided to relocate here? Well, both me and my husband always wanted to move to America. Mm -hmm. And he found San Luis Valley and moved here. And I moved after. What was it about the valley that attracted you both? remote from any big city, mountains, beautiful scenery, nice people, just uh, the kind of place that we both want to live. Wonderful. Well, tell me about EcoDynamics. When did you all start this business? In 2009, June of 2009, that's when we opened the doors. 
and starting kind of on a lower scale, just selling raw material, steel and metal, and then slowly expanding from there and have now a full fabrication shop with laser cutter, press break, shear, saw, machine shop, weld shop, anything you can imagine. We do auger flights. We have plate rolling equipment. Wow, all kinds of things. Where are you located? We are located just east of Monte Vista, right in between Monte Vista and Alamosa. 5492 East U.S. Highway 160. That is correct. What areas do you actually serve? Just the San Luis Valley or beyond? When it comes to steel and metal production, we would service any part of the world, basically. We just shipped out some auger flights to a company in Illinois, and we have several customers outside of the valley. Of course, and you've got a website where people can find you, and you're on Facebook as well. That is correct, even though it's a little out of date, unfortunately. Well, I understand. Again, so much that you're doing, social media is important to keep up on, but you've got laser cutting, you've got plate rolling, precision bending. What is sectional flighting? Well, so flighting, that's those little metal pieces that goes on an auger that spins around the shaft on an auger. So we can build complete augers or just do the flighting for the auger. Okay, and I read you have a conveyor shop too? That's just part of fabrication. So we can build conveyors. Anything that a customer bring in as far as design or what they want to have made, we can do it as long as it's out of steel and metal. And your website says you even do pump and well rehab? Yes, so in 2010, we took over a very old company in Monte Vista called Irrigation Engineering, owned by Jerry Holfeltz, and they became a part of us in 2010. So that's our second division, if you will. We perform very successful well rehabs and work on irrigation pumps and wells and do everything with that. Where do you see your business in five years from now, Marie? That's a good question. You've been in business 10 years now. Yes. Obviously, you've grown quite a bit. Five years from now, do you see that continued growth? You know, I don't know. I think if it would be easier to find reliable staff, that would certainly help. And then I think we could grow a lot. What are one of the biggest challenges that you face here in Monte Vista as a small business? And I guess that's employment. That is employment. Absolutely. What would you point to as your business's most outstanding accomplishment in the last couple of years? Probably when we bought our laser cutter, because that really turned our business around. That was just a huge thing for us. Well, it's a fancy looking machine too. You got neat pictures of it on your website. True Laser 3040. Can you tell me a little bit about what that will do? Well, basically, it will cut up to one inch thick steel material, or if it's stainless steel, three quarter inch thick. It basically will cut anything that can be programmed into the software and the computer. We cut a lot of signs and just a lot. Actually, the biggest part is fabrication of siding, conveyor siding. That's huge. And just really and truly anything that can be cut in steel or metal. I understand that you're working on the crane signs too for the town of Monte Vista. And they were cut on the laser as well. They were. Well, those look really cool. Thank you. Can't wait to see those up around town. 
What is one common myth about your business that you would like to dispel or debunk? Is there a preconceived notion about ecodynamics that's out there that you would like to say, well, you know, that's just not true? I know my husband have probably a reputation of being a hard man to work for. But that's not a bad thing. Well, but a lot of people today think so. So instead of taking the opportunity and learn from an extremely intelligent man that knows a lot, they rather stay at home instead of working hard and learn from that. Well, two, something to keep in mind, he has a different world mindset. He comes from a different part of the world to begin with. It's actually a good thing, I would think, because you get to share ideas and concepts from different perspectives. So I'd think it'd be a neat thing. Yeah. You know, I have probably learned more from my husband than I have learned from anything else in my life. And I've been around the world a lot and worked in a lot of places myself. But yeah, he has a lot to give, but he, he will require you to work with him. Rory, what recommendations would you give a business that is considering starting or has just started here at Monta Vista? I think uh, the more family you have involved and the harder you work at it, it's not about just taking the first money that comes in and go on vacation, but it's to reinvest the money and work hard at it and keep reinvesting. Marie, we want to thank you for taking time out of your super busy schedule to come by the SL Voices studio and talk to us about your business, Ecodynamics. Thank you, Marie. Zielo is the Valley's premier fiber optic broadband internet service provider. They deliver what other broadband companies in our area simply cannot. Reliable connections at cutting edge speeds. At Cielo, they're not just offering broadband that unites us here at home, but to the world as well. You can call them today at 719-852-3538. That's 719-852-3538. Or visit their website for details on plans, options, costs, and more. Cielo.com. That's C-I-E-L-L-O.com. Colorado 4x4 specializes in all four-wheel drive repairs and modifications, as well as custom fabrication. They strive to fill all of your mild to wild needs, as well as the basics such as oil changes, repairs, and alignments. They've also teamed up with the Jeep Rescue League, headquartered in Sawatch, Colorado, with the goal of rescuing old abandoned Jeeps and Jeep parts and finding forever homes for them. Drop by their shop at 1636 Grand Avenue. Call them today at 910-859-0918. That's 910-859-0918. Or find them on Facebook at Colorado 4x4 Shop. When you are in need of high-quality metalworking services, contact Ecodynamics. From laser cutting, plate rolling, and precision bending, to sectional flighting, a conveyor shop, and even pump and well rehab, Ecodynamics can meet and exceed your metal and stainless steel needs. Located at 5492 East U.S. Highway 160 in Monta Vista, you can reach them at 719-852-2662. That's 719-852-2662. Open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. Ecodynamics. Have you considered becoming a member of the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce? You should. Find out about all of the great benefits of being a Chamber of Commerce member and how to join today. 
stop by the Chamber office located at 947 First Avenue. You can also call them at 719-852-2731 or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. And be sure to check back next month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight podcast on slvoices.com or any major podcast platform. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is proud to sponsor the monthly Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight podcast, highlighting member businesses, events, and organizations. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce exists to promote businesses and events in the Monta Vista area. They serve its members and the community at large by planning and hosting many local events, social media promotions, advertising, and help to improve community relations and communications among the residents and guests of the Monta Vista area. Their mission is to advance a sustainable business environment and improve the quality of life for the community. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is located at 947 First Avenue in Monta Vista. You can call them at 719-852-2731. That's 719-852-2731. Or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. That's montavistachamber.org. And check back at the beginning of every month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, more listings in one location than any other website around. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our posts on other social media outlets. Also check out our Instagram page for behind the scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your friends, family, and neighbors. We all love this area and want to see it flourish. And you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, a production of SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley.